Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> oh, I have a little bit of a cold today. Or a lot of a cold, actually. But um, I know spirit's going to get me through this, as it always does. I uh, contemplated not having an episode this week, but that that didn't seem to be the highest and best choice. So here we go. Pray for me. <laughs> ah, I'm going to pray for myself and all of us, beginning with a blessing, as we always do. So grateful and thankful to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite intelligence, to pure love, the peace, and the joy that is ours now and forever. We are truly grateful and truly thankful to open ourselves to receive. We're receiving divine insight, clarity, and awakened awareness. We are grateful and thankful to let go of the blocks to love and every limited thought we've ever had. We are grateful to share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, and our clarity with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. I always like to say yes. Just further affirm that good news in the prayer. Mm-hmm. So this is a part two of conquering unworthiness and letting unworthiness go. And uh, it's this is really mandatory for our awakening because A Course in Miracles lets us know that we have no problems. All our problems have been solved. And the one problem that generates every other problem, every other problem that we think we have, comes from this sense of separation, this belief that we're separate. And that is the foundational problem. Now, because we believe we're separate, we also believe that we're unlovable. If we knew we were one with the infinite, we would feel that love and know that love so fully and completely, we could never even conceive that we were unlovable, unworthy of love. But it's this idea that we actually left God, or God abandoned us, people hold it differently in their minds, that we are now because of this unworthy of love and we are unworthy of every other good thing since we're unworthy of love so therefore because we're unworthy of being given the all good of spirit all the time we have to make it for ourselves and this is why we're so intent on making a living and making every other thing that we think we need making it all possible and working to make it happen over and over and over again this is what people do right so we're so invested in filling that hole that void Uh, and covering up the unlovability. So many people think, well, okay, I'm unlovable, but at least I can have all this stuff. At least I can have all these accomplishments. And so people will admire me and respect me even if they don't love me. And many people are not even conscious of this belief system. We have so many beliefs that are unconscious. Uh, And A Course in Miracles really tells us that there's nothing unconscious. So what is that unconscious belief? It's a belief that we have that's operating in our awareness, in our life, in our experiences, and we are, in a sense, pretending that it's not, that we are not aware of it. But we have made our beliefs of not good enough, something's wrong with me, I'm bad. 
I'm not lovable. We've, we are the ones who made these beliefs and agreed to carry them in our awareness. So we're the ones that have to decide to let them go. We, we are the ones that have to make that decision. Now, how uh, letting it actually go, how that happens and how we do that, well, the good news is the Holy Spirit will take care of it if we decide. That's the beautiful prayer at the end of chapter 5. I must have made a wrong decision because I am not at peace, and the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. So that's the thing for us to do, is to be in that relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's why every prayer I make, if you've been listening to my prayers, if you get my daily prayer, which, by the way, um, you can sign up to receive an email every day when the prayer is published, and you can also get the prayer podcast. So it's called Prayer for Today. And um, the email with the prayer in it is my daily shot of spiritual espresso. It's my blog, my daily blog. And you can sign up for that. You can get it one time a week, three times a week, um, whatever works for you. You can get it seven days a week. I publish it seven days a week uh, along with the prayer. And you can get those details and sign up on the blog page at jenniferhadley.com. But in every prayer, I talk about partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Because that's where the healing comes from. That's where the healing is. It's in that relationship. And where the problems are, where the difficulties are, where the the sense of lack and limitation exists is in the disconnect from spirit. So it's actually not that complicated. That's why in my classes, um, Finding Freedom, Masterful Living, I teach folks a simple way to pray that's very effective. And my goal for, and it's the goal of many people who participate in those classes, is to have an effective spiritual practice that you can carry with you every day, you can work it all day long, so that you're always in the practice, always walking the talk, living the love to the best of your ability. And your mind is healing, you're becoming miracle-minded more and more every single day. That's my goal. So everything that I offer in my classes is practices that support people in doing that. And then, of course, uh, we have an amazing community. (laughs) of of wonderful people who are doing this work. And uh, many of them start off, they're not core students. And um, some of them become very dedicated core students. It's truly beautiful. So I'd like to uh, share something from uh, the chapter... 18, section 7, which is, I need do nothing. And um, it's paragraph 4. And so this is the section, I need do nothing. It is impossible to accept the holy instant without reservation unless, just for an instant, you are willing to see no past or future. You cannot prepare for it without placing it in the future. So you cannot prepare for the holy instant without placing it in the future. Release is given you the instant you desire it. And that's one of the things about A Course in Miracles is it teaches us that spirituality is like an instant karma system. So the minute you are no longer interested in the blocks to love, they fall away. So this is why It's about having real willingness and great sincerity. This is how we release ourselves from the pain and the suffering. It's our decision. We are the decision makers. So if you're preparing for the holy instant, it's always going to be in the future. 
It says here in paragraph four, release is given you the instant you desire it. Many have spent a lifetime in preparation and have indeed achieved their instance of success. This course does not attempt to teach more than they learned in time, but it does aim at saving time. You may be attempting to follow a very long road to the goal you accepted. It is extremely difficult to reach atonement by fighting against sin. So if we're fighting against unworthiness, that's not the fastest path. The fastest path is to realize that unworthiness is something we made up. All are worthy. uh, So back to paragraph four here. Enormous effort is expended in the attempt to make holy what is hated and despised. So when I read this, that's where I came up with that saying, uh, we're already as holy as holy can be. And so rather than try to make holy what we've despised about ourselves, recognize that there's no part of us that's not already holy. Much faster, much easier, truly. And the Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting if you're willing. So this is where having an effective spiritual practice comes in. Having that effective spiritual practice means that you're really in the mind training every day. You don't step out of it. You don't take breaks from it. All right, so back to paragraph four. It is extremely difficult to reach atonement by fighting against sin. Enormous effort is expended in the attempt to make holy what is hated and despised. Nor is a lifetime of contemplation and long periods of meditation aimed at detachment from the body necessary. All such attempts will ultimately succeed because of their purpose. Yet the means are tedious and very time-consuming. For all of them look to the future for release from a present unworthiness and inadequacy. So we see many people who are trying to do practices to become worthy. Let's get that thought out of our mind and focus on all are worthy. All are worthy. So who do you think is unworthy of love? Who? Who? That person, if you're willing to see them as worthy of love, you will have a healing. There's a section in chapter 7 called From Vigilance to Peace. And it talks about just this uh, in paragraph 11. It's talking about attacking our brothers and sisters uh, and even ourselves. And it says here, Perceived without your part in it, God's creation is seen as weak. So we don't see our part in God's creation. We're going to think of it as being not so powerful. And those who see themselves as weakened do attack. So because we're not seeing ourselves as part of God's creation, we're seeing ourselves as unworthy, unlovable. Because of that, we are weakened, right? Love strengthens, fear weakens. And when we're weakened, we attack. Those who perceive themselves as vulnerable are weak and therefore they attack, trying to defend themselves. I know so much about this. Oh my gosh, I think we all do. Now it says the attack must be blind, however, because there is nothing to attack. What are we attacking? In all instances, we're attacking the things of this world, 
the people we see, and we're only seeing our projections of them. We're not seeing them as they truly are. So there is nothing to attack. We're just attacking our projections. Therefore, they make up images, perceive them as unworthy, and attack them for their unworthiness. So here's the thing to do with a teaching like this. Really see where are you doing this. And probably you're doing it with yourself. Because I really think unworthiness is the biggest disease or illness that humanity faces. If we cure that, we would cure all ills. So each one of us can cure it in ourselves and we can help each other by seeing the truth in them. So we make up images, perceive them as unworthy, and attack them for their unworthiness. So where are you perceiving yourself as unworthy? You've made that up. Be willing, even if your parents told you you were unworthy every day of your life, 10 times a day, for 20 years or more. It doesn't mean you're unworthy, right? With shame and things like that, we have to agree or we can't experience it. We have to uh, give our agreement. So take back your agreement that you are unworthy. But in the meantime, let's see if you can see how and where you are perceiving yourself as unworthy. And then you attack yourself for being unworthy. So you've made up the unworthiness. Maybe somebody else made it up and you agreed to it. But really, we're all one, so let's, let's not nitpick here. We agreed that we're not worthy of love. Somehow, somewhere, doesn't matter when or where. But then the thing is, is most people, at least, I, I mean, I've been counseling people for nearly 20 years and teaching classes with so many people and working with them one-on-one for so many years. And I can tell you that most people, the biggest problem they have is they are relentlessly attacking themselves all day long. Even extremely dedicated spiritual students, when I'm talking with them, I will hear them say things like, I don't know why I'm so stupid, or that was so stupid of me. And I think, wow, I, it's still, it's so sticky. It is so sticky. And sometimes people even will say these things about themselves to make themselves more acceptable to others. Mm-hmm. I see uh, some of that as well, that people will put themselves down to make themselves more acceptable to others. Let's not do that. Let's not teach that. Let's teach only love, for that is what we are. So let's now also look at who out there in the world are we projecting our unworthiness on Like one of the things I noticed when I was in high school was that the people who triggered me the most were the people that had the qualities, the aspects of stuff that I most feared in myself. I began to notice that, that I would have an aversion to people who had the characteristics that... uh, I feared in myself. So I was talking about that this in class recently that I used to have an aversion to people who were insecure. And I mean I really it was like they had some catchable deadly disease. I had such a strong aversion to people who had low self-esteem. 
because I felt completely unlovable, unworthy of love. I was afraid that it just terrified me. And when people would come around me who had that same issue, I got so triggered because it reminded me of how I felt. And I didn't want to be like them. I was trying to keep it hidden. And so when people would let me see their insecurities and their fear and their doubt and their sense of unworthiness, it really frightened me. And so I just wanted to get away from them. I had to make them bad and wrong because that's how I felt about my own unworthiness. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel unworthy. And when I do meet people who are insecure and who feel unworthy, I can embrace them. I'm not, there's no aversion there. I really can move close to them. And I feel compelled to even be closer to them, to be supportive, to be loving. And I have no fear of that anymore. Isn't that cool? (laughs) So this is what I wish for everyone, is to feel worthy. And in the class where I was sharing about this, and forgive me, I needed to put... um, a lozenge in my my mouth to keep me from coughing. Uh, People said, how did you heal that unworthiness? And I said, I made a commitment as a spiritual counselor to see everyone in their perfection, in their wholeness, their beauty, their magnificence. And so when I started one-on-one counseling with people, that's what I was seeing. I was seeing their beauty and their perfection and their wholeness. And it was so magnificent. Sometimes I would just start weeping because I could see it and they couldn't. And so seeing their worthiness and their beauty and magnificence, I began to see my own. I began to see that we all have this perfection. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. This is one of the great gifts of being a spiritual counselor is your healing while they're healing. You help each other. Because as a spiritual counselor, people brought me their 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 issues were my issues. That's how spirit works it out. It's very cool. It's very cool. And by the way, in my um, in the Power of Love ministry, I train spiritual counselors. I have my next training coming up next month uh, in October, early October. You can still register and come join us. It's v- deeply healing and life-changing, whether you ever would like to be a spiritual counselor or not. Uh, people from all walks of life have taken it. And those spiritual counselors, if they enter into my certification program, while they're in the certification program, uh, they are doing counseling sessions to get their hours on a donation basis. So you can go to jenniferhadley.com and you can find the counseling page there. It's pretty easy to find. And... You'll see all the counselors who are certified and the counselors who are in the training, and I encourage you to book a session with them. Yeah, wonderful. They're wonderful people doing beautiful, beautiful work. And so this is how we heal our unworthiness. This is one of the messages of the Course, is that our brothers are our salvation, And I have surely proved that because it was my ability to sit with those people and keep my commitment to see their perfection and their wholeness, their magnificence, their beauty that allowed me to see my own, to see that Spirit has given it to us all. 
none are left out. And that's a very beautiful thing. And so this leads us to a greater awareness of the oneness and unity of all life. And that is the antidote to every problem that we have. So if we tackle just this one issue of unworthiness, then we are going to heal all the other issues. I made a video about this and posted on the Living a Course in Miracles page at Facebook. You can find it there. And uh, and it's one of the things I teach in Finding Freedom and Masterful Living is how to really undo all the problems that we think we have by tackling this unworthiness issue and healing it. It's so powerful. I love doing it with other people. And it's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about conquering unworthiness, that it's mandatory to our awakening, to our ascension in the light, to our accepting the atonement and fully experiencing this renewal, this enlightenment. And forgive me again that I have this uh, lozenge in my mouth. It's what's going to keep me from coughing during uh, the podcast here. Life, life is happening. <laughs> so one of the things we were looking at is the section in uh, chapter 7, section 6, called From Vigilance to Peace. And... So it talks about you don't see yourself as God's part of God's creation. And so therefore you feel weak and the people who feel weak are in attack mode. However, there's nothing to attack because everything you think you're attacking is your projection. It's something you've made up. up. And uh, it says when when people operate this way, it says therefore they make up images, perceive them as unworthy, and attack them for their unworthiness. So I was inviting you to see how you have made up your unworthiness and you attack yourself for being unworthy. Now, one of the reasons I teach classes is it's a lot of work. But what makes it so gratifying is that in classes, people do the work that they often will not do on their own. This is what I've seen, is that left to their own devices, people will just read books, read A Course in Miracles. Maybe they'll go to a study group, and, that, and that's a great thing. But and people will read the lessons without actually working the lesson. So it's doing the work uh, all day, throughout our day, and, and being able to really look at it deeply that makes the, the healing. And so this is what we can all do, and it is easier to do it together than it is to do it on our own, for sure. So my invitation to everyone is to get a prayer partner. Get someone that you're really doing the work with. If, if you don't want to be in class with me, I understand. Maybe you think you have too much to do already. But remember, spiritual practice saves time. And it saves time spent in suffering. Right. Remember what I was saying in the last section about I need do nothing. We don't need to do lots of meditation and this and that, but it's really 
becoming miracle-minded and changing our mind, it's just much easier when we're doing it together. So it says here, we make up images, perceive them as unworthy, and attack them for unworthiness. Make a list of the ways in which you attack yourself for unworthiness. Be willing, just willing. Willingness is all that is required. Be willing to see that your unworthiness is something you made up. And look at someone in the world that you perceive as unworthy of love and that you have many attack thoughts about. And realize that you are doing the same thing to them that you do to yourself. See if you're willing to stop it. It's a habit that can be broken. Whenever you find yourself thinking attack thoughts, partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Make a holy offering of those attack thoughts. So, Holy Spirit, please take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. All are worthy of love. Period. End of story. I shared this quote from the Course last week in uh, part one of this series. Oh, and by the way, you can still get that worksheet uh, and you, you'll get, you can get signed up for the three free classes we're doing um, so the worksheet is livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash worthy. livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash worthy. And it's a powerful worksheet. I really encourage you to set aside some real time and do it. It's going to be helpful to you. And I'm thinking about offering a class to go with the worksheet. So those who get the worksheet will get the free class. Uh, And we're doing these three free classes uh, this week. Relationship 911, Emotional 911, and Spiritual 911. My spiritual counselors... They're certified by me, are teaching these classes, and it's beautiful work that they're doing. And what they're actually teaching is things that I taught them. So uh, please come and support them. And you can sign up for them when you get that worksheet. Uh, Again, livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash worthy. If you can't write it down, you can always get it from the transcript. And the transcripts are also available at livingacourseinmiracles.com. You can see all the radio show episodes there. You can search for episodes. You can sign up for the podcast there. So check that out. And and lots of free stuff there at livingacourseinmiracles.com. Study group support. If you'd like to find a study group, if you'd like to start a study group, we've got all kinds of free classes, all kinds of things there. So the quote that I shared last week is from chapter 11, section 6, paragraph 4, where Jesus says to us, I am your resurrection and your life. You live in me because you live in God. And everyone lives in you as you live in everyone. Can you then perceive unworthiness in a brother and not perceive it in yourself? And can you perceive it in yourself and not perceive it in God? Believe in the resurrection because it has been accomplished and it has been accomplished in you. This is as true now as it ever will be for the resurrection is the will of God which knows no time and no exceptions, but make no exceptions. 
yourself, or you will not perceive what has been accomplished for you. For we ascend unto the Father together, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, for such is the nature of God's Son, as his Father created him. Make no exceptions. Make no exceptions. Everyone is worthy of love. Unconditional love. We might not like like everything that everyone does. For sure not. But we can still love the being. And that's our goal. To see the unity of all life. Because we can't love ourselves and not love every other being. It's true. It is true. So think of the person that you might feel hatred towards and you despise them. They could be your salvation if you let it. This is the opportunity that we have. It's, it's ours. It's ours for the asking. Ask and it is given. And so this is our, our divine opportunity that's coming to us again and again and again. Indeed. Let's not let another day go by. Let's realize that our unworthiness is a made-up story. Mm-hmm. Now, see, one of the major issues that people have is that we're so convinced of our unworthiness that we attack ourselves. And one of the things I observed a long time ago is that little kids, particularly little kids who have uh, a younger sibling or a pet, like a dog or a cat, They'll make that younger sibling, that pet, bad and wrong. So they can seem to feel better about themselves. Bad dog, bad cat. And that the younger sibling is bad when really the younger sibling is just less experienced, doesn't know what the older sibling knows. And I sure did all of these things. And so from a a very young age, we start attacking. Because we're attacked. We're attacked. And I see, for instance, in my nephew, who has been so beloved by our family, he's just, and he's so sweet and angelic in many ways. He... He doesn't attack anyone. He really doesn't. I don't hear him attacking people. And I for sure have never heard him attack any of his siblings. He has three older siblings. And they don't attack him. There are no attacks. It's unacceptable in the family. So it's just not, it never was something that started it never got lift off in my brother's family. And so I know that it's a habit to attack ourselves. But for me, one of the smartest decisions I ever made was I decided no more attack. No more attack. No more attacking myself, no more attacking others, no more attack, which means no more judgments, no more criticisms, no more complaints, no more complaints and criticisms uh, veiled as feedback. Feedback is a great thing. I love it. Please give me your feedback, (laughs) truly. But what I see in Course of Miracles students sometimes is they're just attacking They're just complaining. And they don't see that it's just their identification with the ego. They're projecting their own sense of lack and limitation onto others. 
And this is what we all do. So that's why having zero tolerance for attack thoughts is what is going to transform our minds. Zero tolerance for attack thoughts. We can do it. We can, we can, we can. I know we can. And so that's why doing it together is easier. So let's do it together. That's what my classes are all about. Let's change our minds. Yes. We can do it. We are doing it. If you'd like to join us on Facebook... Uh, one of the, I have a Course in Miracles podcast Facebook group uh, page, but I also have the Living a Course in Miracles Facebook page and the Living a Course in Miracles Facebook group. So if you'd like to join in on that, please do. Come share your comments. <laughs> no complaints and criticism, please. <laughs> no attack thoughts. But let's all become very vigilant for God and to give up the attack thoughts. And attack thoughts can be very subtle sometimes. Like saying, hey, you said you were going to bring home the milk. You didn't bring home the milk. What's up with that? And we have all kinds of attack thoughts that are like that. It's ways that we make other people feel guilty and ashamed. It's also really helpful to us to contemplate what Jesus was telling us there about putting the healing in the future and making it a future tense thing. Because God is a now system. There is no future, there is no past. So if we're thinking that we are going to be holier in the future, we are definitely affirming that we're not holy now. So that's why I like to say we are already as holy as holy can be, because that is the truth of it. Sometimes with a counseling client or student, I will suggest that they work with the affirmation, I am perfect. I am perfect now and forever. Work with that. See what comes up. See what you actually believe. Be willing to be aware of what you actually believe. Many people uh, have this fear to look within. In fact, the Course tells us we all have the fear to look within and It's healable. The fear to look within keeps us from conquering the unworthiness. Remember, the unworthiness is a made-up story. Therefore, even though we might believe it with every fiber of our being, it's not grounded in truth. It is not real. And things that are not true and not real can be dissolved and resolved permanently back to whatever the root cause is, whatever the original decision was that we made, that we're not worthy. And our brothers and sisters definitely help us with this. So let us not think that our future uh, will hold our healing. Let us claim the healing now, because God is a now system, and the healing is now. It's time for us to claim it now. And that's what what this podcast is all about, is letting go of any idea that we are not worthy or anybody else is not worthy. But actually this practical application. So I think of Lesson 133 in the workbook, which is, I will not value what is valueless. So let us not value our thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation, because they are not valuable. Definitely not valuable. And in this workbook lesson, 
it, it talks about unworthiness and it says, I will not value what is valueless and only what has value do I seek for only that do I desire to find. So let us no longer value the decision that we've made that we're unworthy of love. So if we think we're unworthy of love because we're too big, we're too small, we're too this or we're too that, we can look around the world. Well, who has that same characteristic? Is everyone who has that characteristic unlovable or just me? All are worthy of love. All are included in God's love. And the only problem we have is we think that some are not worthy. This is the core issue. When we feel separate, when we believe that we're separate from God, we feel unworthy and we're affirming it. We're uh, allowing ourselves to be caught up in it and perpetuating it. If you'd really like to heal this issue, I encourage you to get my worthiness worksheet. There's no charge for it. Just go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash worthy. And, and then you can sign up and we'll also tell you about those 911 classes. Those emergency, relationship emergency, emotional emergency, spiritual emergency, healing methods that really build spiritual momentum. We're calling them the momentum method. And these things work. We do not have to struggle with unworthiness. It is a made-up concept. It is not true. It has no power. What has power is the love of God in us. And when we take our God-given wisdom and intelligence and we invest it in that which is not true, it will seem to have power because we have given it our power by shining our light into it. So this is why self-forgiveness is core, key to living A Course of Miracles. And it is always interesting to me that so many Course of Miracles students do not do the true, deep forgiveness. They hold on to regrets and resentments just like the rest of us, just like I used to do, and rather than doing the the deep healing of forgiveness work, they suffer. They continue to suffer. Why? Because they believe they're unworthy. And so they're looking for ways, projecting them out onto the world to continue the suffering. Those who feel unworthy of love also feel unworthy of joy and happiness. Remember, I am not at peace because I've made a wrong decision. I can change my mind, and the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. So this is our choice. It is our time to allow the healing to occur. Now is the time for us to call it forth, to accept it. We can't delay this anymore and expect to be able to find ways to be happy in the world. For spiritual students, the world is going to become less and less enjoyable when we are identified with the ego. When we're less and less identified with the ego, the world becomes more and more enjoyable because we're seeing what's really there which are expressions of love. Everything works together for good. There are no exceptions except in the opinion of the ego. So we can actually have a life that we profoundly enjoy. It surprises me at times how much joy and enjoyment 
there is in this world. I never knew because I was making myself miserable all the time, believing that I was so bad and so wrong and it was unfixable and there was nothing I could do. I was going to be in it forever. I'm so grateful for the healing that I've been able to experience. Truly, truly grateful for that. Yes. And this is what I wish for us all. Let's tackle this unworthiness together. If I get enough people who are willing to do this uh, unworthiness worksheet, uh, I'll do a, a workshop on the worksheet. So please go get it if you're ready and willing to do some work. Really, let's do it. Let's do some work together. It's so healing. Go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio. Yeah, it's powerful. It's really, really powerful when we do the work together. I'd just like to say, I know I said it last week, but I I just did that uh, recovery from a sexual abuse retreat with magnificent beings who were really willing to do the work. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my whole life because everybody was all in for the healing. And, yeah, there was tremendous resistance. There was reluctance. There was anxiety about looking within and doing the deep work. But there was joy and there was freedom. And the healing will continue. It is continuing. That's how it it, it is sometimes, uh, very often, like peeling the layers of the onion because they're attached. You peel this layer and then you have access to the next layer. It's not that there are the layers never end. They do end. And we could get there together. Yes. And if you appreciate this radio broadcast, would you consider making a contribution? It helps us pay for the producing of it, and it helps us pay for the transcripts. It's time to pray. So we take a breath of love and gratitude, and we bless everyone. All are worthy. We partner up with the Holy Spirit and we allow ourselves to remember the truth that sets us free. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.